0: Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu
1: is here for you. But what are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every Grey's Ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And the new season streaming March 15th.
0: This is the most dramatic podcast ever, an iHeartRadio podcast. Chris Harrison and Lauren Zima coming to you from the home office in Austin, Texas, together again, and it feels so good. Um, And the best part is we haven't done this in a while. This episode is devoted to you. Getting questions uh, from you. We, we put out little feelers uh, last week about uh, getting some questions from you, the listener. And we haven't done this in a while. And it's always, it always ends up being one of our favorite episodes because we end up in places we never thought we were going to go. Um, you have fielded these questions, Correct. <laughs>
2: I've done a little narrowing down and we're kind of separating them into like Hmm. work and personal. Like (laughs) there are some-
0: Sometimes our work is personal.
2: uh, You know what? (laughs) Is it ever not? Real quick. Yeah, babe. I hate that phrase. What? It's just business. It's it's not personal. I know. If you, everything to me about work is personal. Work is how you feed your family, yourself. It's how you live. Um, If you enjoy your job, work is your creativity, your passion. There's nothing impersonal to work about me, and like I,
0: I, I just its just like, like this phrase. weird out that people invented. It's like a line people invented. To You're right like for like when they're firing yourself. someone or something. <laughs> hey, it's not personal, man. It's, it's just business. business. <laughs> it's like you can say, "I know this is personal for you, but it was a business decision we had to make." That's right. the new line. Yeah, of course it's personal to you. I just ruined your livelihood. You don't yeah. even know how you're paying your mortgage next month. It's, right. it's not personal. Oh, okay. Thanks.
2: Yeah. So I'm abolishing that phrase, right. but I do believe uh-huh. in sometimes the separation of church and state. Yes. And in this case, we are separating a uh, business from personal okay. questions real quick. <laughs> so um, like I said, we've narrowed them down. We're going to start with the personal and then we'll get into mm. the business. So I'm just going to dive right yeah, in. Um, Cla- you know what? This is relevant. Claudia asked... You two do a lot together. How do you know when you need space? And that's true. We'd spend a lot of time together between work and personal.
0: Um, let me brag on LZ. And this is this will get to your answer, Claudia, um, of how you know. Lauren, and this happens in relationships, especially in, in marriage, when you are living together and inseparable and your, your lives are intertwined. I have been weighing down the scales of this relationship Pretty heavy lately, Uh, meaning the Harrison side of the family (laughs) has been pretty needy. Um, There was a death in the family. There was a medical emergency on top of that death. Um, There was a wedding. There was back to this medical emergency that needed to be dealt with. It did, thank God. Uh, There was just several things work stuff that had to do predominantly with me or my family. And LZ was there every step of the way. God bless her. It's one of the reasons I love her. She's so caring and just stood by me through thick and thin. I leaned on her and it was not equal. You know how they say you know, a marriage should be equal? It's not all the time. Maybe at the end of the day when we total this up, it will be. But right now, 2024 has not been fair. It has not been equal. But I also saw that Lauren was getting to the end of her rope. And that she needed a mental health break from my family and me and not in a bad way. She just needed to recharge the batteries. And so we both felt it. We actually discussed it and you had a little getaway. And so I think it's just something you feel, but also I just wanted to say thank you because my God, you've been amazing so far this year.
2: Well, thanks honey. I mean, your family is my family and I know that you love my family and if the situations were reversed, you would have been doing all the same stuff. Um, But yeah, you know, I think there was just a lot going on. And I said, I need like three days with my family, with my mom and my sister, where I can totally be myself, where I can just completely and fully relax as you kind of only can around the people who know you the best. Um, And you also like took those two or three days I was gone and were kind of by yourself, like played golf. So we needed a little recharge. Went
0: to a movie alone. Yeah. I did. did, Yeah, I just took some me time.
2: And you know what? We kind of do that day in, day out, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes I'll say, I'm going to go, you know, Go to Home Goods for a little while and just have some time alone. Or I'm going to go, you know, you go play golf. And I think we're just really communicative about, like, and also okay with the fact that yeah. we spend a lot of time together. And I'm never offended if you go have a little time away right. from me and vice versa.
0: So hopefully that helps. So the problem is there's no definite moment mark, thing. I think. But it's, it's just something you feel and you both need. And you just need to be respectful of that. And it's that. a good
2: thing. Yeah, of course. It's a good thing both for to spend sure. time together and to spend time apart. It's all about knowing how much each other needs and yeah. talking about I, it. I missed and, the
0: heck out of you and I couldn't <laughs> wait to pick you up from the airport.
2: I know. I like missing you a little bit. Um, it's interesting because when I look back at our relationship in the beginning, we spent very little time together. Um, You're right. When we first started dating, like we were both working a ton, both traveling for work a ton, And then the pandemic changed that really quickly.
0: It was something that I aspired to. And you and I never never really talked about this. Um, It's something I spent so much time alone. Um, I was lonely. Like I'll I'll say like when I was shooting The Bachelor, Bachelorette and all those shows, I was pretty lonely. Um, Yes, I was with crew. I had friends on there. I, I spent time filling my time, but I wasn't filling my soul and feeding my soul. And I always thought that I'm really going to relish the moment when I find somebody I can spend my life with. At the time, I thought maybe they would travel with me on the show. Obviously, I've left the show, but I looked forward to having a relationship where I could really spend some quality time with someone and be there. And mm-hmm. and, and and likewise, they would be there with me. I have also not lost that feeling of needing a little alone time, but I was I, I was so excited to find someone like you in my life that I could really dive into and they, they dive into me.
2: There's this moment that I always think of, and I don't remember whose season you were filming, but we hadn't been dating that long and you were in France, you were yeah. in Paris. It was like, I think right before Notre Dame caught fire.
0: Oh yes, yeah, it um, was. I forget, I'll think of it when, yeah, you're right. Because so, I, I sent a picture of me riding the bike in front of Notre Dame. It was like a month or so before it caught on fire.
2: So what sticks out to me about that story and why it's always stuck with me is that you and I had just started dating and I'd interviewed you for the show, but I didn't really know what your life was while you were filming the show. And you were like, yeah, I miss you. I'm just doing a bike ride alone in Paris right now. (laughs) And I thought like, that's really sad. Um, And I'm not like saying your life was sad, but you know, it looks from the outside, you're in Paris and you're working on this really cool job. But- you know, even though you had the crew with you, they were filming something and you weren't part of that scene in that moment. I
0: think it was Ari's season because I think we put the girls on the boat on the river. They stayed on the river. Would that be wrong?
2: I w- we weren't dating during Ari's season. Okay, never mind. No, So I don't know.
0: Um, but I remember anyway. the, the But I but yeah, I stayed at the Hotel de Creon uh, there in the square, one of my favorite hotels. And yeah, I was solo.
2: And it just stuck out to me that what really matters is that you, you know, you didn't have somebody to share that moment with. Right. So it doesn't matter where you are, or what you're doing, you know, that, that is what's most important in the end. And so even in those times when we are like, if we have spent too, you know, a lot of time together or something, I'm just always grateful that I, I would you know, I'm just grateful that we have each other to spend time with period. I'd rather get a little sick of you than miss you, you know?
0: and since then we've done Paris and it was a whole (laughs) seriously it was a whole different experience walking the streets with you and you know getting a baguette and doing all the silly Parisian awesome things now you're
2: making me wonder if I'm remembering that wrong no like did you you just tell me about the story later when we started dating and it wasn't when we were dating no it was this is why court testimonies of witnesses are unreliable
1: (laughs)
0: Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required.
3: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other Even before you do, every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything, for every passenger, feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. But what are you waiting for? Let's go.
1: Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every Grey's Ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And the new season streaming March 15th.
2: Okay, another question uh-huh. from Debbie. Does your age difference ever come into play? I guess she means, is it ever like a factor in our lives? Um,
0: I haven't felt it. Have you? I really, I mean, sometimes. Of course I have. I mean, sometimes in conversations, it comes up as mm-hmm. like things that I lived through and things that I witnessed and enjoyed. Some she wasn't even alive for. So, you know, it comes into play like that. I don't think it's, I've never thought of it. As affecting our relationship,
2: well, I guess it depends on what you mean by the term affecting. i mean, i uh like does it ever come into play every single day all the time? You have kids in college that <laughs> I would only be my kids <sighs> biologically if I was a young teenage mom, so um, yeah, like there are age difference comes into play, you know i'm um I came into your kids' lives and they were like older kids. i none of my friends, my age have kids in college. True. (laughs) That's true. That's a factor. Yeah. Um, We just dealt with like some medical stuff with, you know, um, your family, like your parents are older than my parents. I mean, that's a difference just in that, like kind of the discussions that we have and and kind of how we support family. Our families are in different life stages. Um, And I, I would think it comes back the other way too. Like, my little sister and my little brother will probably have kids at some point, and then you're going to have really young nieces and nephews.
0: Uh, that I love. <laughs> yeah, excited. that'll you I, know what,
2: that'll maybe line up with us becoming grandparents, which will be good.
0: Nieces and nephews, yeah, and and grandkids kind of simultaneously. <laughs>
2: God, <laughs> Taylor, hope, Joshi,
0: no pressure. I, hope please, I hope the kids don't break. Yeah,
2: I, I I don't want to be like a grandmother by forty. I'm no. not ready. Um. So yeah, I I think it comes into factor yeah. in those ways, but not in a way of like that it's a negative. It's just different. And it's something to, you know, talk through, but also like, it can be a really good thing. I mean, I loved that the kids were older when I met them. I think I've done better with older kids than I, like, I don't know. I mean, I would have loved your kids if they were younger, but right. um it's been really cool to, you know, join in on the, their college life and all that. And I kind of, you know, I don't know, I guess got to miss out on some of the really tough, younger years of driving kids to soccer practice and all that. I, I came in for some fun stuff.
0: Miss the diapers. That's the good part. <laughs> miss Miss the diapers. Here for the frat parties,
2: yeah. I mean, do you think it comes into play?
0: Probably not as much. Um, yeah, I, I don't think about it very often. sometimes it comes up again in our conversations or but you also you also have very eclectic old taste. Uh, music movies yeah. and stuff like that so it's like it's kind of seamless and- i
2: mean i think that the age difference is really w- what it's all about if you're embarking on a relationship with someone who's not the same age as you is a maturity difference um because i also know a lot of people who like are older than you and are super immature people right um who have never analyzed themselves who have never like let their life experiences affect them who are stunted in some ways. Or I know people who are young and are incredibly mature. Um, I mean, you know, I, people tell me, I, I think at a simple level, people tell me I'm an old soul a lot. And I think that you are a very, you know, I, I probably the show, probably The Bachelor in a lot of ways kept you like really young and vibrant. Like you were always. Helping twenty somethings find love. <laughs> right. Well,
0: it was. I laughed. It was always dazed and confused. You know the the McConaughey line of, you know, I keep getting older. They stay the same age. It's like the you know the Bachelor or Bachelorette people stayed the same age. They were always in their twenties and maybe around thirty, and that was about it. And so they, I always kind of got that that whatever that generation was for twenty years, I stayed in that generation. How old do you feel? Oh, good question. In my forties. Do you? Yeah. I feel I'm in my 50s and it still doesn't bother me, but it baffles me. Yeah. Um, Age doesn't bother me at all, but I definitely don't feel when I think of in my 50s that the next big milestone would be 60. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's not a thing. You're going to, wow. So I mean, someday, hopefully, knock on wood. (laughs) Um, But I I definitely feel like I am still, I don't feel like Mm -hmm. when people go, oh, I feel like I'm in my 20s, as I don't. And, and thank God, yeah. um, I, I, people
2: like, I knew a lot of people had an issue with turning 30. I yeah. never did. I was like so excited for my thirties and I've loved my thirties so much. I'm 36. I feel early thirties and I think it's cause of the pandemic. I feel like the pandemic was this weird time stop yeah. that like threw off life and threw off my, like yeah. where every, I thought everything was going to be, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Yeah. So like you're like in your early 40s and I'm in our early 30s. So our age gap isn't even that big. That's fine. (laughs) Okay. um, Barry asks, Chris, how would you let Lauren know if you didn't like one of her friends? And she says, and vice versa for LZ. So she wants to know, how would we tell somebody if we didn't like their friends? And, you know, have we done that?
0: I would say blunt, but that has that has an interesting connotation to it. When you say blunt, you you think it's like uh, no holds barred. I'm just going to call it like it is, and you know her feelings be damned. I would be blunt with your feelings, very much taken into consideration. Of you've chosen this person to be in your life, you clearly care about them. They mean something to you, or we wouldn't be having this discussion about them being a friend. But I also think it's important to share your perspective on that person. So uh, I guess. If politely blunt is a phrase, that's how I would be. And that's actually how I have been about someone in your life that was close to you. So, you know, I've shared some of my feelings about that person.
2: And I think I've done the same.
0: Yeah. And, and, and I was, and you, you have done the same for me. You were, you were bluntly polite as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you took my, you know, you got to take the the person's feelings into consideration. If I just like, even if you just jump on me, it's like a teenage kid, right? We're immediately going to get our defenses up. We're immediately going to defend that person. And you might even go the opposite direction and pull them even closer to you. And you don't want that.
2: I also think like, are you coming from a place of worrying about your partner, that person's effect on them, like what this means in their lives? I mean, to me, our friends should always make us better. Um, And, Who's someone you're dating surrounds themselves with is like the biggest indicator to me um, of so many things like I, you know, I look back at other relationships and I should have noticed more that those people didn't have a great group of people around them. Um, And, you know, if someone you're dating is hanging out with people who are like behaving in a certain kind of way. Let me tell you, they're probably doing the same thing, even if they're not telling you. Um so I, I think that's indicative. Yeah,
0: I don't know if the if it's actually true, the you know, you're the sum total of the five closest people in your world, but it's definitely has an impact. It's definitely you know, definitely relates and is important to who you surround yourself with. And I agree there is a difference too of I just don't love this person. They're not great as opposed to. I think they're harming you. I think they are bad for you. yeah, um, they're bringing you down. That's I think there's a difference there. You might have to be a little stronger if that was the case.
2: This is a fun question from another Lauren. Did anyone get cut off from the bar at your wedding?
0: We all did <laughs> a true story. We all got cut off. like like we were all at the waste management uh, golf tournament uh, this last weekend in uh, Phoenix. Um we,
2: we ran out of tequila, yeah, the Siempre tequila, which we love if you haven't tried it. We love Sambray tequila. Our go-to
0: tequila, um, Break. It's it might be hard to find. Go online, ask your liquor store for it. It's really good,
2: and it was so good that we literally ran out.
0: Yeah, and we we had a bunch. I mean, yeah. we had a bunch. Now there was a faux pas. I brought kind of an emergency box of tequila, and I I put it in the groom's room, and I told a couple of people, "Hey, should we run out?" Which I don't think we will because we have a massive amount. Um, go back in there and grab a few extra bottles. And somehow we ran out. Nobody got the message. I didn't know. And But I think it was probably for the best. I think we were all pretty pickled and uh, having a good time. I don't think what we anticipated is how many shots would be going out the door. And that really burns through the supply pretty quick. It could have taken a
2: turn. Yeah. So I think it was good that we ran out.
0: We Um, We had the wonderful Tiff's Treats cookies. And everyone kind of leaned into the milk and cookies and less tequila towards the end of the night, probably saved a lot of us.
2: I mean, I know there were people, and it was just like, it wasn't bachelor people, but Like, there was like a breakup that happened at the wedding. Like, there, I mean, there, like, some stuff went down. So, I think that running out of the typical wedding stuff, you know? Yeah, you got got to have some stories out of it. Um, (laughs) But
0: stuff that kind of filtered back to us, uh, you know, weeks later. If
2: you haven't tried it, Siempre, S I E M P R E, so good, you'll run out of it.
0: So, that's the (laughs) tagline. Yeah, we did too.
2: I'm going to transition. Let's get to work. Here's some questions. Okay. A little more leaning into our work lives. Okay. Uh, Number one. Who is a dream guest you'd like to have on the podcast? From Issa is the question.
0: Do you have somebody in mind? No. I mean, my dream, dream guest. Dream, dream. Bono. Oh, you love you too. Um, If I, getting into the craziness, I actually would love, and this is not our show, and so it's not really ever political. I would love to have all of the presidential candidates on. I would love to have RFK. I would love to have Biden. I would love to have Trump. I would love to have Vivek. I would love to have, I would love to do a series of shows with all the candidates.
2: Oh, wow. Put them in the hot seat.
0: Yes. That to me would be fascinating. I would love that very much. It's very interesting to me. I follow the politics and I I love listening to these people speak and spin. And You do um, have
2: that newsy side to you.
0: I I would really enjoy doing Mm -hmm. that. It's 2024 election year. Maybe, maybe we'll start doing that.
2: <laughs> Listen, uh, president T- Trump, you did speak about the bachelor's ratings. Remember when he talked about the bachelor yes. during the pandemic? Yes. He was like, these conferences are getting ratings like the bachelor, <laughs> bigger,
0: bigger, bigger, bigger than, than the, the bachelor. bachelor. And they're like, no, 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 sir. You're, you're wrong. Actually, we, great, we dwarfed you. <laughs> uh, and, it, and that, and honestly, it wouldn't be to like, give you my opinion. I would just love to let these people talk.
2: Um, Here's a one that I have never asked you from Kristen. How would you feel if your kids, Josh or Taylor, uh-huh. wanted to go on a reality show?
0: I've talked a little bit about this because people often, you know, when they would ask about my daughter, they'd be like, would you ever let her be on The Bachelor Bachelorette back in the day? Um, and the answer was yes. Look, I have. And now we, we have raised these kids and I think we've instilled in them the values, the confidence wisdom, go do, go do you, you make your own decisions, work, play life, you know, who you uh, are responsible for and responsible to now. And um, I, so I totally trust them to make good decisions. And if that involved reality TV, by the way, I don't think it ever will because neither one of them really seem inclined to do so, but sure. Knock yourself out.
2: From Ashley, does the bachelor or bachelorette actually get to pick who goes on the one-on-ones? Or does production shoes? I bet you've been asked this many times.
0: Both. You know, it's it, it's it you can't even put a percentage on it that it's 50-50 because it depends on the season, depends on the storyline. Uh, there's a lot of bartering and negotiating that goes on with The Bachelor or Bachelorette. Um, it, it depends on if we needed a storyline to be pushed or sometimes it was we need a girl to be exposed and she's not good for you. And so you need to go on a one-on-one date so you can see that. So sometimes you're reluctant because you're like, well, I'm not really into Lauren, Um, but we wanted you to go on a date because you needed to make a decision because these people can't just stay on the show. So sometimes we would do it for drama, sometimes for the best interest of the bachelor, bachelorette. So a lot went into play week by week, who went on dates, why, who was on the group dates together, the two-on-ones, et cetera. Um, So there's not really a clear-cut percentage on that, but definitely it goes back and forth.
2: From Amy, do you not watch The Bachelor now because it triggers you?
0: I don't know if that is fair. The reason I don't watch is it was my job. It was my livelihood and it was really my life. I mean, that's what I did 365. I was involved in that show. I mean, there really wasn't a day that went by where I wasn't doing something for it, maybe Christmas Christmas Eve or something, but it was really a very intensive job that took up a lot of my life and my emotion and my energy, and so to watch it now um i i it just i i I watched it back then, not really for enjoyment I wasn't really watching it because it was fun for me, I was watching it because it was my life and my job, and it's what I needed to do, so it just doesn't make sense because now I know how the sausage is made. I know how it's shot. I could probably tell you by the shot who's directing that day, who the photographer is, maybe even who audio is. I'm looking at the art department, how the room is set up. I mean, I've seen it all. So once you kind of seen behind the curtain and you helped him, that curtain, uh, it just doesn't, it doesn't bring me the enjoyment that other shows do.
2: Right. Well, and yeah, when you were still on, I mean, you watched it. So you knew, like for interviews and like for, you know, right and know exactly how, yeah
0: I would get a I would get an it was advanced work. screener and I would quickly go through it because obviously I'd already know I you know I knew what happened because I was on the date or what have you and so yeah I would watch it to see what the editors came up with and the storyline we were pushing and um, it, yeah so a lot went into it that it wasn't just for my own enjoyment Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required.
3: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other Even before you do, every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. What are you waiting
1: for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every... I'm your person. Every... Now we dance it out. Every... McDreamy. Every... McSteeny. Every Grey's Ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And the new season streaming March 15th. Liz asks,
2: can we start a petition to make Jason Tardik the bachelor or would you not want that for him?
0: Ooh, that's a tough question (laughs) because if I'm being honest, um, I think it's, I think it would be, he would be great at it. I think he would be a very good bachelor and I'm doing air quotes that you can't see because it's a podcast figure. I don't know if that show per se was good, would be good for him. I think a show like that where he is finding love publicly could work for him. Maybe a different show. Whatever that may be. What do you think? You know Jason as well as I do.
2: I love Jason. I've always loved, um, I think Jason's a great guy. Yeah. I think that he's really in a place where he's like ready. I mean, he talks a lot about when we've talked to him, he talks a lot about like, the age that he's at and like, you know, he, he knows that he wants to find something really real. Um, And so, yeah.
0: And he's got that ripped revenge bod going.
2: (laughs) The Bachelor feels like it would be like maybe a step backwards to me. Like, you know, it's like he's, he was a contestant. He's done that. It's been a minute. Like I would want kind of the next thing for him, but I think Jason is, Very beloved and great TV.
0: That was a nice way of saying it. I didn't want it to have a negative connotation. I didn't want to say like, oh, the show's not good. I agree. I think maybe that would just be a step back for him into something that got him to where he was that he got, you know, in that relationship that he broke away from. So maybe a fresh start somewhere else. I agree. Thank you for the question.
2: Sandy is asking, do you think the Bachelor franchise will go off air sooner rather than later? Hmm.
0: I don't know. Um, It it has a lot of legs left. Um, You know, Paradise uh, is being um, not, they're not saying being canceled, but from producers and people that I've talked to, it's being put on the shelf. Um, However you want to describe that, might be for a season, might be for a year, might be indefinitely, it might be canceled. Um, But it's definitely, uh, from what I've heard from production and people close to the show, uh, that it's going to be uh, on the shelf this summer. The Bachelor, Bachelorette, they're doing okay. Um, Golden Bachelor gave it a little shot in the arm, the ratings wise. So it, it still has some legs, you know, it's still a viable show for ABC. Um, and so, you know, for the people that worked on the show, by the way, I hope it stays. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's good for reality TV. I don't think it's good when shows go away that were huge, huge, you know, parts of the industry. And so I, I think it's important that the, the show can, you know, constantly tries to redefine itself and keep going. But, uh, you know, the, the production's being cut down. They're trying to save money. Obviously, they're cutting days. They're cutting episodes. They're cutting hours. That's never a great thing. Mm. You know, when you're doing great, you're expanding. When you're doing bad, you're contraction. Um, so I
2: truly can't remember if we talked about this when... Like, we first did this podcast and uh-huh. we kind of first talked about everything. But when all that stuff was happening um, with you and with, you know, were you still going to be on the show or not and all that? Yeah. You always, like, I was always struck by, and it's really a part of what made me fall for you, was that your priority was always, like, keeping the show going because you wanted all of those people who were employed by the show to keep their jobs. Yeah. Like, that was always a priority for you. Was uh, there's hundreds of people, people I know who work on the show who have families, and you were always trying to just keep the show going for that reason. Yeah,
0: you know, we we traveled with these people intimately, and their families usually came. You know, many times came with us, and so the wives, the husbands, the kids. Um, it's it was personal. You know, we go back to the beginning of this when we talked about it's. You know, it's it's not. Personal, it's business. It was both for us. I mean, because we all did spend so much time together. And so I know a lot of the people that are still on the show. And I wish them well. I wish them employment. I, you know, this is a job for them. It's how they pay their rent. It's how they, you know, pay for schools, for their kids and food and et cetera. And so, um, while it's important for the industry to, you know, I don't like for shows to fail you know, when you call for a show to fail, when you wish it to fail, when you wish for people to lose their job, um, it's something that struck me when I was going through this and people were calling for my job. And I'm like, it really struck me. You don't know me at all. You know, nothing about me, um, other than what you've seen on, on TV and you're calling for my livelihood to end. Mm -hmm. That's a very, very strong thing. And it's often when we're in the public eye, especially for like football coaches. You know, the Super Bowl just happened and so people say, "Oh, uh, you know, the coach for the Dallas Cowboys, they suck. He should be fired." Okay. That man is going to lose his job. That means they'll probably have to move, but it also means the entire coaching staff, 20, 30 other people are going to lose their jobs. They're uprooted, pulling their kids out of schools, finding a new city, finding a new job. So just I I'm just saying be careful when you wish for people to lose their job when you call for someone's job it is a it's a livelihood and it's a life and so you know for me to come out and say oh i'm you know mad the way the bachelor treated me i wish these you know, wish they would it would fail i don't wish for these people to fail because it's their life
2: uh you know i'll read this one i guess it's for myself jane said lauren have you thought about starting roses and rosé again mm-hmm. but not making it about the bachelor franchise um i did think about that Many times I think I just was like, you know, what show do I want to pick to do that if I'm yeah. going to do it? But And I, I had all these considerations. But the biggest thing for me was that I didn't want to create as much as like Bachelor Nation was huge and, and I loved being part of it. I didn't want to create something that relied solely on one other show again, on another, on someone else's work on something that was like, you know, I just wanted, I wanted to create a bigger thing next, something that wasn't um, as much fun as it was, something that wasn't quite so small or um, niche. And uh, also I, I, you know, I have just been thinking so much about wanting to create something on my own. Um, Yeah. The, Like something that is not a recap or review of what others are doing, even though I very much enjoyed doing it and had a lot of fun with it.
0: Well, you're incredible at it. And its I I still love to this day when people stop us at an airport or whatever and talk about Roses and Rosé and how much joy it brought them because it did. Um, But I also, you know, you created something from scratch. And obviously, it was a little bit intertwined in in the Bachelor world. it's okay to let that be what it was. And I think that's important in life and business and relationships is that it's okay to celebrate that and remember that for a good thing and then move on to the next and, and, and count that as a big win. That's a big W in your column. The Bachelor is a big W in my column, that franchise. I don't need to recreate that to be successful again. I can do something else. And I think the same for you is that was a huge victory. Now on to the next, something bigger, better, brighter.
2: Well, actually, um, Lynn asked, when will you share the new project that you've alluded to?
0: I think it's safe to say this month, February 2024, LZ and I will drop the news of what is next, what our next chapter will look like. I couldn't be more excited for it, couldn't be more proud of it, and I can't believe it hasn't leaked out already, but... (laughs) it'll be coming out very soon.
2: Okay. Anything you would
0: like to add on that note? No, I think you
2: put it all perfectly. Um, Well, the last question, but you might've just answered it. Elizabeth asked, what do you and LZ look forward to the most in your future together as a couple? And I'll answer it and say, what I look forward to is the future work we're going to do. You know, We've had an incredible last year of um, moving to Austin full-time. Really building a world of friends here, um, planning two weddings, getting married, and of course we've had this incredible podcast which I've loved doing. But the work stuff like hasn't been as full throttle by choice. You know, we've been like planting some seeds and doing some things, um, but really took time to like get married and yeah. and that was amazing. Um, and honestly, I had. And look, I, I, I'm very grateful I got to, but you know, I've been working in news for more than 10 years and um, I did years where I worked overnights for years um, and news is like a 24 seven job. And so I didn't really mind like taking a little step back and like kind of getting healthy and chilling out a little bit. But now I'm excited for us to work on a new project together and get the creativity going again.
0: I think it's important that your priorities are allowed to change in life. For both of us, our careers were our priority. And at times it's family, at times it's work, at times it's this. So I think it's important that things can ebb and flow. For us last year, we put our family and our lives up top, and we really made that a priority. Our weddings were obviously public, and but that was just a small part of what was important to us with our kids and everything else that we really, really dove into. And we were able to maintain and do this podcast and other things like you said, um, but I think for both of us, it's safe to say the fire is burning really hot right now to get back and do something. And I would say my priority is not only to get back and, and and we are going to do something very fun and that news will drop soon, but it's doing it with you doing, being able to do this now with the woman I love is so exciting mm-hmm. for me. Personally, I get, so pumped up about just thinking about that.
2: Thanks, babe. Um, I can't wait. Yeah, we're super lucky. Yeah, we're, and that we get to work together and spend all this time together, and then take breaks when we want to for our mental health. Um, no, I agree, and I'm I'm also really glad that like we're doing it in a way that we feel good about. You know, um, very. There have been offers that have come your way, um, different asks for you to do different TV shows and different ideas and um, other jobs that you know, I know you've said no to, and we've, um, just known that that wasn't like the way we wanted to go. Yeah. So I, again, I feel grateful that we were able to do that. Um, and like at the end of the day, you got to feel good about, it's more important to feel good about the job that you're taking. than. Oh, and we can choose
0: know. to do that now, which is yeah. wonderful. And, you know, without getting too much into it, because we will do an entire podcast when this news drops, the, the press release will come out and then it will, we'll do a, you know correlating a podcast and kind of give you the deets but I will just say this the lord works in mysterious ways and and often you're working towards a goal and sometimes you don't even know what that goal will eventually be and we have been shown this way that's led to the most spectacular wonderful thing that we are excited about but we're proud of and fired up for so it's there there's a lot to be thankful for and I can't wait to share that news And again, it'll be coming very soon. LZ, I love the Q&As. I love doing it with you. Had a blast. And always appreciate those of you who chose to ask us questions, write in. We love talking to you each and every time. Truly appreciate you. We love you very much. And I hope you are in good health and a good place. And we will do it again next time because we have a lot more to talk about. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at the most dramatic pod ever and make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. I'll talk to you next time.
3: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 infinity QX 80 live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York city.